Hi, this is Rhonda Stoppy, No Regrets Woman for the Old Ladies Know Stuff podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and it's entitled Seven Ways to Homeschool This School Year Without Regrets. Over the many years that I have spoken at homeschool conventions, and I just spoke at some this summer, uh, I've spent a lot of time visiting with homeschool parents. It's fun to chat with the well-seasoned homeschool mom who has learned a thing or two along the way as she's been in the trenches, but my favorite parents to talk with are those that are new to this whole school at home thing. Some are starry-eyed over the wonderful experiences that they expect to enjoy with their children, and others may be disillusioned with the public school system or their child's inability to sit still in a classroom setting, so they've reluctantly chosen homeschooling as their only viable option. If you're you're listening to this, and I'm assuming you fall into one of those above categories, although I guess you might be someone who's just contemplating the idea of homeschooling, or you're just super curious about what type of crazy person would want to school their kids at home. To be honest, for many years, I fell into the last category of one who was curious about who and why of homeschooling. However, when my youngest son was diagnosed with epilepsy and he was labeled special ed by the school administrator, the words flippantly rolling off the administrator's tongue pierced my heart to the very core. My six-year-old son, who had been bright and articulate, was now struggling with the effects of seizures and the medication and the influence that it had on his cognitive abilities. And I'll just take a side note to tell you that Brandon and I were just recently on Focus on the Family, and Brandon was so open and honest about that season when he was struggling with uh, medication and special ed. And you can find that on focusonthefamily.com. Put in Moms Raising Sons to be Men and look up uh, part two of our interview. But then I knew it was time to rethink Brandon's education options. When one day he came home when he was struggling to read a paragraph paragraph aloud in class, and he said, I feel like I'm dumb. My intelligent little boy needed a better education, and I realized that it was up to me to give it to him. I had known families who homeschooled with great success. I also had heard homeschool kids that grew up to resent their parents and even rebelled against their biblical values. I felt overwhelmed by the curriculum choices and fearful that I would regret it if I pushed my kids towards rebellion by being either too controlling or too lenient. Maybe you can relate. I knew I needed help, so I looked for older women because hashtag old ladies know stuff. Women that were transparent and willing to tell me what they'd learned about homeschooling without regrets. There's seven things that I've learned from them. I'm going to share them with you now. Number one, you have been called. Called to homeschooling? Well, not exactly. I know. I I do know that parents that homeschool, they do believe it's a calling. But whether you homeschool or not, you as a parent have been called by God to shape the worldview of your children with a biblical foundation and godly perspective. Deuteronomy 6, 6-7, it clearly outlines God's call for parents to teach their children to teach them his commands and his ways. Quote, And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Number two, regularly evaluate your motivation. Most parents start homeschooling for the good of their children. With this commitment comes sacrifice. (laughs) Can I get a witness? 
For some parents, it means setting aside your own career goals to spend days, long days, teaching your kids rather than climbing a corporate ladder. Over time, it's easy for a parent to look for their own affirmation in how well their kids perform academically. You want to do your very best to educate your kids well, and yet there's a real temptation to find your own glory and satisfaction in your children's success or to beat yourself up over their failure. Isaiah 43, 7 teaches that God created us for his glory. To glorify God means to represent his character to a watching world in order to create in them an appetite for knowing our Lord. When you are careful to live for God's glory and not for your own, you will discover your true worth and you can break free from the seduction of wrong motives. And when your children observe that you have a genuine goal to live in a manner that brings glory to God rather than to yourself, they too can learn the secret of living free from the influence of peer pressure, self-promotion, pride, and people-pleasing. Number three, don't become prideful. Let's be honest. We've all met homeschool kids who seem to look down on others who don't educate at home, or they're judgmental of those who don't homeschool using the same methods as their own family. I was a very laid back, let's stay in our jammies until the schoolwork's done kind of a mom. And I remember at times feeling chastised by children who were being raised in a more disciplined environment. <laughs> I remember, remember that God will give you his wisdom to guide your own children. And he will grant discernment to other parents for what's best for their children too. Rather than judging others for not measuring up to your expectations, because you're not the standard, choose to believe the best about them and pray for God to give them the strength and insight to train up their own kids in the way they should go. Proverbs 16:18 warns, pride goes before a destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Therefore, remember, pride is the tool of our enemy and he will undo all of your good efforts. Humility is the mark of one who God uses to do great things. And the best way to raise children who are humble is through your own example. Number four, control freaks raise freaks. We all want to protect our kids from the big bad wolf, but if you homeschool, you'd be wise to involve your children in social settings where they can learn how to think through circumstances in order to discern right from wrong. Allow them to feel the sting of having a friend hurt their feelings. I know it hurts my heart even to say it, so that they can learn how to forgive and restore a relationship. If the coach does not seem to give your kid equal playing time, maybe it's time for you to sit on the sidelines and pray for the Lord to use this disappointment to develop your child's character. I wrote on that topic in my book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, quote, we are not trying to raise perfect kids, but rather kids who know how to recover from their mistakes. If we do not allow room for our kids to fail while they're living at home, they will not know how to repent and return when they fail as adults. For example, when our son-in-law worked as a resident director in a boys' dorm at a Christian college, he met young men who began their freshman year ill-equipped to self-discipline because they had so relied on their parents to control their decisions. Some who weren't allowed to play video games at home found themselves skipping classes to play their roommates' games. Not that I'm advocating video games, but train your child how to discern and guard himself from games that will stir in him an attitude that dishonors Christ, and how to self-regulate playtime when gaming is available. 
What's a parent to do, right? No, really, what's a parent to do? It can be so confusing. And homeschooling only adds to the pressure. So for more insights, you can read my article on crosswalk.com, and it's called, Is Overparenting Turning Your Kids Away from the Faith? I think I might have a podcast episode of that in Old Ladies Know Stuff also. Don't compare yourself to other homeschool families. Comparison is a practice that will either cause you to become judgmental toward others who don't measure up to your standard, or it can cripple you with discouragement and feelings of inadequacy and loneliness. If you're involved with homeschooling groups, encourage one another to learn from your differences. Uplift those who are struggling and inspire creativity in those who are artistically challenged. My hand's up right here. <laughs> developing, I'm sorry, developing an uplifting homeschool community is a great way to strengthen others and get curriculum recommendations or even borrow each other's curriculum. But remember, your homeschooling journey, your homeschooling group, should not make others feel inadequate or less valued if they choose not to educate at home. Your church's unity is threatened if the, quote, homeschool moms stay to themselves, especially if, quote, public school moms tend to feel judged for not being able to homeschool or not wanting to. A support group is great, but be very careful that the conversations are honoring to the Lord without gossip or demeaning comments about others. If there's gossip in your homeschool group, listen to me, it's a sin. Plain and simple. Today is the day. Stop the gossip. Let it begin with you. Number six, equip your children with God's word. To equip your child for a future that glorifies God, teach them to think biblically. That means training them to filter all of life's experiences through God's word. Luke 4, 640 says the student will become like his teacher. Notice that Jesus did not say that the student will be like what the teacher says, but rather he will emulate what the teacher does. So telling your kids how important it is for them to read and study scripture won't influence them as powerfully as if they see you living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's Matthew 4, 4. As you study the Bible with your kids, ask God to give you a zeal and a passion for his word that is contagious to your children. In fact, the more that you draw near to God through his word, the more he can use your light as an example to draw your kids to do the same. Number seven, find a mentor and be a mentor. Old ladies know stuff. Find them. When I was new to homeschooling, I found a great source of encouragement, wisdom, and counsel from godly older women who walked the path ahead of me in their homeschooling journey. And homeschooling conventions, conventions, excuse me, provide speakers who offer great insights as well. You may not be able to go to a convention, but there are a lot of online resources from homeschool speakers and homeschool virtual events. If you have courageously chosen to homeschool your kids, you would be wise to look for mentors who have traveled this unique path ahead of you. People who have walked in your shoes teach most passionately about what they did right, but they also will give you valuable wisdom from what they did wrong. A wise woman will learn from others' regret so that she doesn't have to go through her own. I'm going to repeat that. A wise woman will learn from others' regrets so that she does not have to go through her own. Inviting mentors into your life is God's way of training moms. Look up Titus 2. 
When you seek out godly counselors, you will receive clear advice, not swayed by emotional attachment. You will enjoy fellowship with someone who's walked ahead of you in their shoes. You will learn from their success and their regrets. You will find encouragement to keep doing what the Lord has called you to do. As a parent, you are called to be the architect of the next generation. And with all that is wrong in the world, your job is vital to influence for Christ the moral fiber of the next generation, beginning with your children. So I'm going to repeat those points real quick for you. Seven ways to homeschool this year without regrets. You have been called, and to what you have been called, God will equip you. Regularly evaluate your motives. Do not become prideful. Control freaks, raise freaks. Don't compare yourself to other homeschool families. Equip your children with God's word. And finally, find godly mentors because hashtag old ladies know stuff. And when you work through this list, I have a feeling you will be on the path to having a good homeschool year, a year of homeschooling without regrets. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Old Ladies Know Stuff. Take care and I will see you next time.